Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. What's going on? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to your life. What's going on? It's Monday. It's a new week. You know, I gotta be honest with you. July was some bullshit, and I'm glad it's over. It was horrible for me. I don't know if you guys are into astrology, but Mercury retrograde was a real bitch. <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, I don't normally start my morning off cursing, uh, especially if I'm not in the middle of some sort of rant. But yeah, dude, what the hell? That was horrible. I mean, and I've talked to multiple people who were like, "Ugh, July was terrible. And I'm like, yeah, Mercury retrograde. It really it really was upsetting. Um, but you know, I think those times come in your life, whether it's a retrograde or whatever, hard times come to show you who you are. And, uh, you know, people with integrity, uh, they, they come through and, uh, their integrity is intact. Their character is intact. You know who they are. Uh, they figured out who they are. Um, you know, and I can say that that's true for me. I don't want to endure it again. I don't want to go through anything similar. Uh, you know, I don't believe life should be rainbows and lollipops, but I also don't believe you should just be getting, you know, pimp slapped across the face every damn day. My goodness. So, uh, caught up with an old friend yesterday. It was dope. It's terrifying because college was 30 years ago. <laughs> like that's nuts. Uh, we've been friends for 30 years and it, uh, it's just weird. But the best part about old friends is y- you can just pick up where you left off, you know, um, Every time we talk, it's like we just talked yesterday. Uh, so it's really cool, you know, and I and I love her. She's such a great person, and she's endured a lot, people. She has endured a lot. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to this week. Uh, 30 years does bring about a lot of change. Like, I look across all my friends from college, and it's like, well, we're, we're all so different. Um, we all have had these journeys that we, we have been on. Um, Mine, of course, is uh, my my journey for the last 30 years to me has been really uh, about overcoming. I feel like for me, I have had to overcome quite a bit. And let me introduce myself to all the new listeners. Uh, I grew up in St. Louis and I went away to college, went to Howard University, the mighty, mighty HU. And um I got there and I realized, wow, my social skills aren't aren't what other people's social skills are. You know, I Howard attracts people from all over the world, all over the country. You know, you, you meet people from Chicago and Detroit and Dallas and Houston and L.A. and uh, New York, uh, Boston, like everywhere. And um, you start to realize either your strengths or your weaknesses or all of that. And uh, for me, it was just like, whoa, I came from a pretty narrow-minded uh, background in a narrow-minded city. And and to get to Howard and D.C., which moves boom, 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 real fast. And um, yeah, and the, the people that are attracted to Howard are, you know, there was a girl on my freshman floor from Miami. Like everywhere is represented. And so you start to be like, whoa. And I came from a small, slow place. St. Louis is slow. 
Um, it's not progressive. So this experiment in progressivism is really funny because I don't think our version of progressive is the same version of everybody else's because this is not a progressive place. Uh, people are not interested in, um, and this is all people in St. Louis, not just, it's not a black white thing. It is a, um, let me see how it works. And then I, I may think about it. That's the St. Louis attitude. You know, we're friendly, but then if you go too far, it's like, I don't know you. <laughs> I'll say hello to you, but yeah, I don't know you. You can't come to my house or nothing. You know what I mean? We're really guarded. Um, so what's funny is I got to Howard and, you know, you can't have a great experience not letting people in, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't want to make friends. I don't want to do anything, you know, so I had to change. I had to evolve and, uh, you know, I've been doing that for the last 30 years. I feel like there's been a big push to just be a better human being. And that's probably just something that's part of my personality, you know, but, uh, yeah, the whole thing was just like mind blowing. I wandered around, picked my major. I was going to major in uh, English when I got to college, but there you had to take swimming. I did not want to be wet in the middle of the day trying to figure that out. And I was like, I don't want to do this. So, um, I was like, what else they got? And I found uh, the School of Communications. And in the School of Communications, they have film. So I took radio, TV, and film. And it it changed my life. I didn't realize how much I loved film and cinema and studying it and all of that. I mean, I finished my major classes by, I think, the second semester of my junior year. So I wound up taking a whole bunch of, like, nonsense my senior year. Uh, I even took, like, a voodoo class. Because I had to fill out, you know, I had to take those other classes because my major classes were done. Um, so, yeah, life is good. I'm just filling in the blanks for all my new listeners. Uh, so I arrive at this point in my life with quite a bit of highway behind me. Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, I'm not old, but I am young. And it just feels just right. You know, like when you when you flip your pancake over and it's just right. It's not too brown. It's not too light. It's just right. That's where I am. <laughs> so anyway, I hope you have a great week. I personally need things to just I need August to be, you know, extraordinary because I have had the whole year has been tough because nothing really went the way I thought it would go. Like, nothing went planned. Uh, but then July was just sort of like, it flew off the rails and just was not great. So I'm hoping that August delivers some deliciousness. And I hope that for you too. And I hope that, that people start to understand um, bigger picture issues. I, I feel like I'm surrounded by people at this point that don't understand the big picture. And when you are self-absorbed, you have a hard time understanding the big picture because the big picture is you. And uh, if you live that way, you're going to be a miserable person. Um, and so you have to be a little selfish, a little bit. You know, you need to sometimes say no and do things that will work for you. Go to the doctor, pay attention to yourself, take some time off. Yeah, that's true. You have to be a little selfish. But what I'm talking about, I'm not talking about like people who are a little like 
focused on self-care or pulling back for themselves or mental health. I'm talking about people who, if you were to tap into the TV screen of their brain, you would see every channel is them all day, every day. And, uh, you know, there's some narcissists out here. And the problem with being a narcissist is you're not always right. What if you're a complete narcissist and you're dead ass wrong about something? I mean, that is a fascinating question. And, uh, you know, I have a theory, but I don't have an answer. (laughs) My theory is that's just a quick way to end whatever it is you were trying to do. Because as soon as you try to sell your narcissistic dream to the public, you know, people will catch on. They're slow, but they will catch on. And you will make a mistake because you don't care about the other people. You're just out here putting your advancing your own agenda. You know, and I can't explain Trump except that he is a master manipulator. He has spent a lifetime manipulating people and he's very good at it. Um, But anybody else trying to use that formula, unless you have his 70 years of just being, you know, completely manipulative and um, a master of mind control, I don't know. I don't think it'll work for other people. And, you know, I have to say, oh, yeah, I want to talk about this. I'm going to switch Um, to wrap that up really quickly. Like if you're out here just being a cult of personality with nothing really to back it up later for you, truth comes out eventually. Um, Trump, I can't explain how he's the exception, but for some reason people buy into him and he has been the exception to that rule. And I mostly think it's because he believes it. He, spit, he spits out a lot of nonsense and hate, and but he doesn't view it as hate. I think he thinks it's like just his personal brand of wisdom. Ugh. But uh, to switch gears, yeah, the mass shootings. Listen, I live in a neighborhood where I can hear gunfire and I hear rapid fire gunfire. It's not like, you know, it's like, you know, New Year's Eve is a nightmare. Um, St. Louis is a very violent city. It has actually become what Howard, uh, what Washington University, uh, sorry, Washington, D.C. was like in the 80s when I was at Howard. Um, It was crazy and violent. And now St. Louis is more like that. And D.C. is all clean and safe. Well, here's the thing. You know, these mass shootings, until we stand up and actually take that NRA money out of these politicians' hands, because, listen, I don't like politics. I've seen enough of it up close and personal to know that I could never be a politician because I like to tell the truth and I have a hard time just looking people in the eye and lying, uh, which I hate to sound cynical, but that happens. That's happening. Um, It's a hustle, you know, and I don't like the fact that, you know, people can just get bought off. I mean, there were supposed to be all these protections in place from that, but basically they're not there. And people are greedy. That is the glitch in the human matrix and our design. If if you can get some money <laughs> out of it, uh, and, and it seems like no amount of money is enough. So that's an issue. And uh, it's just got to be an NRA attack. We got to stop the, the money. We got to make the politicians, we got to call them out and make them do the right thing. Because a lot of people won't do the right thing if left to their own devices. And if if this is something that truly bothers you, if you really, truly care 
then you can't keep turning a blind eye to this because there's protections that we can put in place. No one's saying get rid of all the guns, although I'm not seeing why that would be a huge problem. But uh, smart gun regulation would be would be a great place to start background checks i mean there's so all kinds of stuff that this could be done that we have failed to do and it's time to uh disarm the nra and if that's something you're passionate about don't just tweet about it do something have a good week